There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, which means I get another fantastic week. Just making small talk with my main man, Jacob Padilla. The best in the business when it comes to coverage statistically of NEB Preps. The non-wavering opinions and strong takes backed up with data. <laughs> Is that that's pretty good little summation, right? I think that's fair. Not that's a lot of not a lot of speculation, right? Let's just go to the numbers. What do the numbers say? I also like that we watch a lot of different kinds of basketball too. So, because you know what I've been seeing lately, and this drives me crazy. And it's not just at the high school level, which is really bad. But it happens at the pro level and it happens at the collegiate level. All too often you look at a stat line and you think, oh, this is a direct correlation of how – or you think you can interpret the play. Well, and it is and it's a combination, not though, the too. case. And the other way you'll see a kid hit a ridiculous like fadeaway and, oh, this kid's the best thing ever. And then he shoots <laughs> three for 12 from the field. Yeah. And it's like, eh, that's, I mean, that's kind of why I – do what the you thing, get a little bit of both. I'm watching there. I'm taking I like mental it. notes. I got the, the box score down in my hand to see. All right, he's he's uh, shooting three for six from three this game. All right, kids shooting well. Let's see how this goes and yeah, kind of balance it all out. Because too often you'll see it. And I was watching the Lakers and Trailblazers last night as the Lakers came back from uh, 25. It's absurd box score. Uh, but did you see the 40 to 20 yeah. in the third quarter? So. I wanted to go to bed, but once it got to that point, I was like, oh, I think I'm in this for the long haul. But, you know, I always like to see, because, you know, Russ is popular. He gets a lot of criticism, and there's a lot of guys like that. And and I always like to see, like, is it leaky runouts? Is that how you're scoring? Are you are you cherry picking? Are you taking tough contested twos? You know, people used to always get on me about, why do I like Kobe? And I'm like, you know, it's – there were lots of things that I liked other than his shot selection, high degree of difficulty. Well, he's not a good shooter. Well, he chooses to take difficult shots. I think he's he's better than his stats. Sometimes it's just, you just have – anyway, my point is sometimes you'll see a stat line where a guy goes for like 
I don't know, 12 or 14 points, and they're like four layups because a ball gets outletted to him or there's a turnover, you know, and I'm just like, okay, like I I like to kind of see what's going on and how they're getting points. So I appreciate why you do what you do. So while we're on that Lakers uh, Portland (laughs) game, first quarter, 33 to 26 Lakers. All right, got a lead. Second quarter, 45 to 13. 13. Blazers. How is that even possible? Then 40 to 20 Lakers, and then 35 21 Lakers in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 75 to 41. You, you were down, you were down 71 46 at the half and one going away. That's the NBA. I like it. I know some people don't, right? But, you know, and speaking of 13, I saw, I saw 13 and a half this week. Actually, I, I saw it on NFHS, but. Uh, not live. Papio scoring 13 points at the half against Papio South. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I just, like, th- some of those things. And we've seen some weird statistics. Who played in overtime last week, and they only scored six points in overtime? Uh, and it, I think they had scored eight points in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was Gretna and Prep. I can't remember. Or Lincoln East. Somebody got outscored 11-6 to six in overtime. That, that might have been the – no, because one by one. And um, I'm just thinking to myself, in a, in a single-digit quarter, which we've started to see a little too often here, just imagine if that was on par over four quarters. Well, Miller North 11-4 to four, uh, in overtime against yeah. uh, Prep there in the rematch of that one. So. Hey, and we saw – was it Miller North that won 10-0? Outscore their point at ten o- in overtime yeah. too. So it's a Lincoln Southeast game earlier in the year. Note, note to self: don't go to overtime <laughs> against Miller North. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> As they found a way to split now on the season with Prep. How about Prep's schedule so far? Been tough. Gretna mm. twice, Miller North twice. You played Bellevue West. You pl- you're going to play West Side tomorrow. Like yeah. that strength of schedule. And I and I told Coach Lukey last Friday. I feel like we say this once or twice a year for the last three years. But I do think this one, this year, may be his best coaching performance. Yeah, We, we can dive in there. Prep uh, at number three in Class A in the, the latest uh, NEB Preps coaches poll. Um, he's 11 and five sitting there uh, despite five losses at number yeah. three because of the schedule and some of the wins they've had. And um, they, they lost that, uh, that overtime rematch at Miller North on Tuesday. And Man, that was that was a great game. Uh, I was at that one. It was back and forth the whole way. Um, the, the 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 final sequence uh, in regulation leading to overtime. Uh, Miller North was up. Prep throws it into the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Derek Rollins hustles to try to get the steal and, and take it the other way, but because he touched it, uh, Prep was able to go back and get it, and the other players hustle and knocked it free. Prep got it, pushed it ahead. Um, get it up to P.J. Newble. He's, he starts dribbling in, then pulls it out and kicks it. I have no idea if he knew what was on the clock or not, but he kicked it out to uh, Joey, Joey Rischel, top of the key from the volleyball line, buried it. Uh, prep goes up two. They go back down. I think they call the timeout, run a play. Jacob Martin, who did not play in the first half, hit his first four shots in the second half once he got in there, scored eight points, uh, really important there, and then uh, turned the corner, uh, doing the dribble handoff thing, Great feed inside of Candemonia, the game of his life, and one to, to put Miller North back up by one uh, going into the last possession here. And, well, not necessarily last possession, but um, last 
20 seconds or so, whatever it was. Prep uh, pushed in. Uh, Marquise Tolliver gets in there, gets inside his defender, and gets fouled. Misses the first. Miller North calls a timeout to, to ice him to set up their, the strategy or whatever. Comes back out, and Creighton knocks the second one down to get that thing tied. Throw it down. Skylin Williams gets a pretty decent look from the baseline. Yeah. Little fadeaway jumper at the buzzer. Doesn't go down, so we're going to overtime. And back and forth over, uh, early in overtime. Then Derek Rollins uh, gets an and one after he got stopped on his first three shots in, uh, in overtime, I believe. Uh, Dylan Clawson was making it tough on him. Boy, I like Clawson. Got blocked. Got it back and put it back up for an and one to put them up 63-60. And then... Uh, that started a 9-0 run for prep. They got st- or for for Miller North to to pull ahead 69-60, and then uh, prep got a layup at the end there. So, uh, great game back and forth. Again, Cam Demoni, 17 points, seven to ten shooting, two or three from three. And I talked to one of their coaches and said, "Yeah, going in, we uh, I don't know that they necessarily count on 17 points, but they liked this matchup, and they were gonna they were gonna give him chances early on, and he t- he made the most of them." That's one of the things that I like about Coach Lubke is it's typically something different. Right, like you can tell he does a good job with scout um, and can play a couple of different ways because you saw them use a little bit more five out. Yeah. And I, I, I think that was by design, right, as you're kind of watching them play. And I like that. I like the ability to kind of play a different style based on what you're getting that given night as opposed to this is what we do and we roll it out there every single game because sometimes it's just the matchups aren't going to lend itself to being successful. Yep, and so so prep fell on that one, but they bounced back shorthanded. They were without uh, a few of their rotation players. Uh, yeah, we t- central. I t- we talked about that on Friday. A couple guys that had missed practice, and he made an executive decision uh, for them to be spectators, and he did play shorthanded. Yep, and they they were up forty two thirty going in the fourth quarter, and then Central made uh, a, a comeback attempt there, got that thing down close, but prep was able to hold on for the forty eight forty four win. So one in one week for prep. Uh, there at three, and at Miller North, after that, that prep game, uh, they had to hit the road, uh, head down to the, the Quincy shootout, and uh, they, they split their games there. Um, it was a uh, let's see, 87-83 loss against Bergen Catholic out of New Jersey. Um, really good team out there. They put up a heck of an effort. They had 25 from Derek Rollins. Uh, going up against a team that had some real size in it. And then Neil Mosser, 25 as well. Um, Boy, is he streaky. <laughs> yeah, he had a great week. Uh, he struggled in the prep game. It was two for seven in that one. Still scored 12 points, but uh, battled back um, or bounced back. He had 27 uh, in their second game out there as well. It, uh, made seven threes as they beat uh, Father Tolan out of Missouri, 64 to 60. So um, I think pretty good trip for, for uh, Miller North there to kind of get out of the state, take on some, some talented teams from out there, and then get 52 points in two games from Neil Mosser. That's pretty darn good. They're going to have a chance to win <laughs> a lot of games if, they, if that happens. Let me ask you something. If you're, Lincoln, or if you're Miller North, how are you, are you still playing through Rollins, or are you, are you working more outside in since, you know, Rollins is going to see some length. He's a different kind of post because he's a little smaller. He's big for those guys, but sometimes I don't know how much sustainability there is with the length that sometimes teams throw at him, and he's still just a sophomore. Yeah, I, I think it's got to start there because he's been their most consistent player this season. A um, few down games again. You mentioned um, the length at times bothering him, but 
Um, for the most part, he's a guy that is double-doubles um, every other game, it seems like, um, scoring 20 more often than not. He's having a really good season. So, And all those other guys, they've been up and down. Um, it, I mean, I think you got to play through him, and then hopefully you can get some of those other guys going off of that action. You mm. can uh, get a post-touch, kick it back out, maybe attack a closeout, something like that, get other guys good opportunities that way. Uh, but that's how you got to start. How did we not start with – Number one, Bellevue West, who it seems like they were playing a ton early. Now it seems like they've kind of hit a little bit of a yeah. lull in their schedule. One game last week, one yeah, game just, this week. It's, yeah, they kind of slowed down, which maybe for Coach Woodard, uh, considering how early and often they were playing in December, maybe this is good or He'd like to continue to stay in stride. I don't know. Tough to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they'll probably hit another stretch heading into the uh, the, the postseason there to kind of ramp it back up. But, yeah, you, regular season, game of the year, uh, one versus two, Bellevue West against Gretna. And credit to Gretna. It was on Thursday night. They first team to take a fourth-quarter lead against uh, Millard, uh, Millard, uh, Bellevue West this mm -hmm. season. Uh, they score the first three points of the fourth quarter to pull ahead 41-39. Uh, and then Miller North hit them with a 14-2. Bellevue West. Keep going back to <laughs> what we were just talking about. Bellevue <laughs> West hit them with a 14-2 uh -huh. run, uh, and that was ball game. Um, so it ended up being a 58-47 win for uh, Bellevue West. So 15 wins, 15 double-digit wins, but that's the closest anybody's uh, – push them and again Gretna fourth quarter lead they just could not quite generate enough offense to, to pull it off and the key to the game was Elvin Turner uh, career high 18 points I like him a ton I, but as you know I always have yeah um, he's a guy that I mean you look at that as kind of the the fifth starter out there you, uh, point guard but you got Josiah Dotsu out there that runs the point so Turner's not necessarily on the ball that much um, you've got other guys that are going to take more shots. But in this game, uh, you only had, uh, what, 25 combined between uh, uh, 20 uh, – Between Dotsler and, and Jackson. 27, I think, because I think Robbie Garcia only had two. Uh, between their top three scores, their three double-digit scores, 27 when those three average uh, over 40 um, combined, I think. So yeah. Jeffrey, so Gretna has some versatility with what they can do in their front court because Rossell – is he's such a difference maker in terms of his length and his activity. I, he makes life miserable for those tweener bigs. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, WS didn't get a ton out of the front court. Jacob uh, Arope had a really good third quarter coming off the bench again. Robbie Garcia didn't have his best game. Uh, Arope came in, scored all six of his points in the third quarter, all on offensive rebounds where – there was one point where he just straight up, I, I thought, Bully. Rossell had it, ripped it out of his mm -hmm. hands, went back up for a putt. I know exactly what you're talking about. He got about. fouled on two other ones and hit all four of the free throws. Like, that was a really important period for him um, f with uh, to, to kind of keep W. West in it as, uh, again, it was back and forth throughout the third quarter. Um, but, yeah, Turner, 18 points, 6 of 8 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. The rest of the team shot a combined 2 for 18. Um, so, and he – he was the catalyst for that kind of uh, fourth quarter run where they took control of the game. He had two threes, had a block on Pekorski that led to a transition layup for Jaden Jackson, uh, got fouled on that point too and hit uh, both the free throws. So 
scored eight points in there and made a couple other plays. He found Jackson Stuvey for a layup during that uh, stretch as well, uh, drive and dumped it off for cutting Stuvey. So, um, Stuvey could be a little yeah. bit of an X factor. I don't know how many X factors you need for a team that is clearly the best team in the state, but uh, Stuvey has a little versatility because, as we've seen this year, he's starting to put the ball on the deck a little bit more, yeah. getting shots inside the paint, not just settling for shots behind the arc. So, yeah, that's – I mean, Gretna gave itself a chance. They just – uh, you had Pekorski, 21, but uh, Bellevue West made him eat up a lot of possessions to get that 21. Al- Alec Wilkins had 11 points and efficient there, but um, uh, Jeff Rozelle and Alec Wilcoxon combined for five points and two of nine shooting. Um, so they they really rely. They've got four guys that pr- uh, provide the vast majority of their points, and you got to have all those guys going to, to, to win a game like that, that Bellevue West one. And Credit, I mean, credit to Gretna. The first quarter, they had seven turnovers mm-hmm. as Bellevue West, their typical style, aggressive switching. Active pressure, hands. Uh, really game problems. They settled in in the second, third quarters there and found a way to take advantage of the aggressiveness to get driving lanes to go to the rim. Um, they, they found a way to, to get some points there, and obviously, again, they took leads. Um, but two for ten from three as a team. Again, Bellevue West doesn't give up many good looks from three. Uh, and you're going to have to hit some. Like they, again, I feel Turner like, himself hit four of them. So. I feel like we've talked about that a ton with them. It's I think it's overlooked. Yeah, their ability to defend the arc. Yeah, it. I mean, that makes a math problem really hard. Like typically, <laughs> you see like teams upset a lot of time. It's it comes down to shooting variance, and one team shooting better than the others. Well, Bellevue West minimizes that by they're always going to get more three point attempts than you. So even if they have an off day, they're probably still going to score yeah. more from from the line than you are. Um, but Gretna bounced back, uh, 62-49 win against Millard South, 18 for Pekorski, and then a 14-10 and 10 double-double for Jeff Rozelle. Uh, again, that's a big key for them. 6-19 from three, but uh, they got some interior production to go to, to balance that out. So uh, they're sitting there at 11-2 and two and got a little lighter slate this week. They, they play Millard West on Tuesday and Omaha Northwest on Friday. Bellevue West, they, again, another one-game week. Uh, they go to Omaha Central on Tuesday. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Yeah, a lot of games tomorrow, uh, which I kind of like. Uh, you know, Miller North, Bellevue East, and Westside Prep, we just referenced Bellevue West. I don't mind those Tuesday night tilts. I, I've kind of become a Tuesday-Thursday guy. I don't know how it fits your schedule, but... It's nice having the options Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because then I can kind of pick when Nebraska and your collegiate, your yeah, yeah your collegiate uh, coverage so balance the uh, balance the things. That gives me a chance to get a couple of games a week at least. But um, you mentioned mentioned uh, West Side there at number four, eleven and three. Now they they go two two prep on Tuesday, uh, and then two Papio South on Saturday, and they're coming off a one game week as well, sixty seven fifty five. Two games playing. in eleven days. Yeah for Westside. Yeah. 
again, slight, lighter part of their schedule. 67-55 win against Papillion the Vista. Um, the, I guess pr probably the most noteworthy part uh, is that Ricky Lofton um, transferred from Omaha South who tore his ACL their, during their district game last year. Mm -hmm. uh, played his first game since then. Yeah. Um, four points, four rebounds, obviously long way to go to get back to where he was, but good to just see him start that process to get back on the court. He's been warming up with guys for a while now. Uh, I know he's starting to do some stuff in practice, so good to see him. It seemed early in my head in terms of Clarence, but he was so good the last month in practice and moving around. Um, you know, he looked like he was playing with some confidence in terms of cutting and moving, and I was like, ah, oh, he may be ahead of schedule, I think. Um you know, but it was it was tough, I think, sledding against Papio. He had a couple bunnies early. Just getting his feel, yeah. right? We've talked for so many guys that spend a lot of time not playing and then all of a sudden thrust out there. And he was the second off the bench, too. So, I mean, he played early uh, in the first quarter. And I think Coach Simons is really trying to get him involved because he helps you defensively. Uh, he gives you some athleticism on the wing. Um, but still a work in progress with that knee. And get, got a, uh, about a month left to, to get him ready for the postseason, so hopefully he can make some progress there. Um, C.J. Mitchell, 15 points, 7 assists, a good showing for him. Again, that's kind of the same deal. He's, he's a long way ahead, but coming off the injury. Yeah. Uh, four four, consecu good possession, four good. consecutive layups in a row. Two played the passing lane well, had two deflections, got two easy layups. Uh, they had a nice look ahead from Kevin Brown off a scramble loose ball. When he's active defensively, I think it really helps his offensive game because then they can get into transition. Yep. Um, so uh, at six is Lincoln East kind of hanging around there at nine and three. Yeah. Um, they another one beat Lincoln Northeast 60-55. And, uh, again, it's either Carter Templemeyer, Carter Mick. This time it was Mick, uh, 25 points. Um, really efficient, 918 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. Um, and, and they got a double-double from Christian Melissa, 12 points, 14 rebounds, which is big for them. Like, if you get some interior production to balance out what you get from the perimeter, um, he, he's not really a big, uh, but he's the biggest they, they have that can, uh, with real varsity experience. Yeah, so. Kind of like Rollins at Miller <laughs> North, right? <laughs> um, so uh, good game for him. And now this week they, they go to Lincoln Southeast on Tuesday to Lincoln Southwest on Friday and then host Elkhorn South on Saturday. So big week for the Spartans there. Three tough tests there. Huge because Southwest and Elkhorn South both firmly sitting in the top ten. I mean, now Southwest has a few head-scratching losses, but their schedule has been tough, yeah. I think, for the Silverhawks. Well, and one of those losses, new entry to the top ten. Uh, at number seven there after four straight wins, Lincoln Pius the tenth. At 11 and five, um, they they beat Southwest 57-53. Yep. Uh, held Southwest at 419 for, from three and forced 14 turnovers, uh, and they followed up with a 59-48 win uh, at Grand Island. Uh, and Tracy Anderson's kind of finding his coming as coming the, along the main option, and they're just trying to get some consistent production outside of him. Again, outside Jackson Kessler's the only one that had played varsity really before this year, um, in terms of a significant role. So. Um, but that's credit to uh, Adam Brill, new, new coach there. Yeah, I like I, those guys in. And you know, he's kind of a natural, used to used to that being on that bench. And I still like the way they play. 
Now, they don't have a ton of offensive weapons, but haven't seen them live a couple times. Was at Pius uh, a couple Saturdays ago. I, I kind of like the way that they play, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Playing through Anderson and him not settling for playing on the perimeter, giving them some interior toughness and 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 cleaning up the back end too. I think will be key for them. And He's a handful inside the blocks, and he just sometimes will. He's perimeter-oriented at times, but when he's getting paint touches, he's either getting fouled or he's scoring. And big test on Tuesday um, as they, they host Omaha Scott. Uh, not going to be so easy to go to work in the paint against a team with uh, – Very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a guy that can match up with them and uh, Jake Brack and three other big dudes, six six or taller, that they can throw out there and make life difficult. So that, that'll be a, a big test for them. Um, and it's their their only game this week, so a lot, lot of they can really settle in and focus on Again, coming up with a good game plan. Tuesday's a good night. Yep, very and good night. Southwest, uh, they lost that game, but they they won their other two. Man, crazy game against Papio South. <laughs> yeah. Was thirty eight all heading into the third quarter, and then Southwest won the fourth, twenty nine to twenty six yeah. to win the game. Chuck Lovett twenty two. Uh, he had a really good week. Uh, Brain Frager thirteen. Lucas Helms, 10. Uh, but listen to this. Uh, Bryson Ball, 37 points, mm. 11 of 22 from the field, 9 of 17 from three, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, and three steals. Yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better stat line in a loss this season. Yeah, nine, 9 of 17 from three. But 17 of the 22 field goal attempts were from behind the arc, and, which – yeah. And that's the thing with Papia South. They still, if, if threes aren't falling, if, if they don't have other those role players around them hitting shots, they just struggle so much to score the ball. They just don't have a consistent interior scoring option at this point. But um, the Southwest won that game 23-26 uh, from the free throw line. That was the ball game right there. Um, it's so tw- it's a couple weeks in a row, too. We've talked about Frager maybe kind of settling in with his role with that team because they have so many different pieces. Right, so kind of coming, like, where do I fit in? What's my game? I know I'm a top-level athlete. How does that fit with Ryland Smith, Chuck Love, you know, some guys like that? Because I think we agree. Well, maybe we don't. I don't want to speak for you. They have, of the teams in Lincoln, they have the most pieces. Mm -hmm. I think Southeast probably is a little deeper, but in terms of you, you cut down the rotation to just like the top seven, eight, uh, then I think Southwest has an argument there. I, I think there are more guys that you, you could put out there for, for Southeast at this point that could potentially like impact the game. Dot, like Dot, Bengat, and like Chewy. Dave I don't he, know. Who led them uh, in, in their overtime win against Lincoln High out, out of nowhere, um, not one of their typical but that But that just seems kind of – and maybe that speaks to your depth, but – I don't know. I look at consistency like in crunch time, like if I had to get a scouting report. And I see four guys, I think, for Southwest that I may have to put an X by. And I think I see three in the situational rotation for Southeast. That's kind of the difference for me. And is Southeast playing through boss? Yeah, I think, yeah, Southwest probably, their guys have been more consistent. I think Southeast, in terms of potential, like there are guys that could. Um, and I think they're trying to figure that out. And they've won two of their last three, I think, to get up to eight and six. How about um, that round-robin round schedule in Lincoln? Jeez, <laughs> crazy. Uh, but 
mention, uh, talk about Refrager again, Chuck Love uh, had 22 in that Papio South game, led them with 18 in uh, that Pius game. Um, just didn't get much help. Lucas Helms had 12. Nobody else scored more than eight. Um, and then uh, finished the week with a 78-36 win against Fremont. And, uh, I mean, competition notwithstanding, School record 35 points for Love on 12 of 16 shooting. It was 6 of 9 from 3 and 5 of 6 from the line. So pretty darn efficient. He still got to be able to hit the shots. It wasn't like he was just getting layup after layup. Right. Um, so great. Fremont's so Fremont. undersized. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, but Love shot it well this week. Yeah, and I don't think Jane Cassio Jensen played either, so that hurts. Um, but, yeah, so. It's a lot of pressure on Corian. <laughs> just yeah. kind of the key cog for Fremont. He had 20. Nobody else had more than four. So, yeah. yep. Um, so that that's Southwest. They they again they they go to or they host Lincoln East on Friday this week. Their only game this week. Uh, and then Elkhorn South still there at nine. Lincoln High at ten. A good uh, one. Ten and five despite that Southeast loss this week for Elkhorn South. Miller North Miller North goes to Elkhorn South. Shout out to uh, my guy Gavin Hornbacher. Got the cast off. Got back out there after the broken arm. Um, good to see him kind of working his way back. Um, and, and then North Star uh, and Southeast are the teams receiving votes. North Star nine and four had a game winner uh, from from Brennan Clemens from half court. Gosh, is he getting it going? He, yeah, he's had a good season. And uh, Antala San Linnell has been up and down, but he had a really good game at 26 in one of their their wins last week. A healthy Brennan Clemens seems to be a good Brennan Clemens. Yes, and I, my I like uh, so North Star lost on the uh, the. The Ryland Smith. Yeah, the game winner. Three. Yeah. And then uh, Brennan tweeted at Ryland. He's like, feels a lot better to be on this side at <laughs> this end of it. Yeah, because they, because they play together yeah. in the summer. Yep. And we didn't have to debate whether you're getting uh, screens from officials or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they, they got out of the way. Uh, good hustle there. So uh, that's your top 10 in Class A. Uh, Class B, we mentioned Scott there at number one. They go to Pius and they go to or they host Omaha Central on Friday. Mm -hmm. So an all-class A week uh, for the Skyhawks. And uh, Scott took care of business, won the River, Cities uh, River City Conference Tournament, 81-45 against Gross, 89-57 uh, against Sasu City. Um, so just kind of plugging along there. Platteview at number two still, despite 52-42 uh, loss um, to Abraham Lincoln on Saturday Grudger. at the Nebraska Prep Classic. Yeah, that was uh, – the heck of a game down the stretch. They almost pulled off the win. Let me ask you something real quick. Uh, when's the last time that you've seen, not in the NBA, that you've seen an intentionally missed free throw executed correctly? Well, the, the craziest thing about that is he didn't execute it correctly the first time. So, um, backtrack here. Uh, down. Uh, four. Yeah. No, three. Three or four. Yeah. So it was down three, three. and uh, Abraham Lincoln fouled them, uh, fouled Milken instead of giving a chance to put up with 5.7, I believe, something like 6.1, I think yeah. it was. Um, so it goes and makes the first, which you got to do. Second one, rushed it, chucked it off the backboard, no rim, but they called a lane violation. violation. And uh, he got it off the, the front yeah. rim the second, second time, right and it came right back to him. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best, like, it's really hard to hit that rim that hard and have it come back directly to you. And he got the time out. Yeah. Um, so, and they got a good look. So, Milken, he had 32 and 16, I think it was. Um, and so, on the inbounds play, he drew two defenders. Left Ezra Stewart wide open wide and open. kicked it out. 
got a good look from three, just didn't fall. Milken got the rebound. I, I don't think he was aware of how yeah. much time he had. Kind of rushed it. Caught it and then tried to, like, push it right back up without gathering himself um, and put it up short. Didn't draw a little bit more time. So um, that's how they lost. Although, even before that, um, Milliken goes down and one, has a chance to tie it, free throw, rims out. They foul Math, uh, Matthew Mathock for Abraham Lincoln, who 0 of 5 from the free throw line at that point. Uh, they foul him on the rebound, marched down there, calmly knocked down both of them. Two big hits for a kid that had struggled from the line all game. He had a bunch of rebounds in that game. Didn't score very much. Um, I think he only had six points, but those are two really big ones. Wasn't I sitting next to you in the summer watching AL and Westside? Over at the uh, the, the, the yeah the we AL we're at summer league yeah because and I think we kind of thought AL could be pretty good yeah I, I actually think that would have been a that would have been a really good win for Platteview yeah and Cole Arnold got in some foul trouble he's a, a talented player for them junior um, and uh, uh, their point guard Sa- savvy Rowe. back yes yeah. he he had a really good, scored twenty one hit seven free throws he's um, tough uh, yeah he doesn't turn the ball over enough. either yeah so. Um, yeah, it's a good. They almost they had they had multiple chances there, just couldn't quite pull it off. But there's no shame in that loss for for Platteview. Com- completely they, agree. Especially right now that they're a little banged up. Uh, Ryman Zebert, their only guy that plays Some legitimate rotation minutes. Yeah, over six one um, was was in street clothes. Uh, got banged up last week, so they were without him against a big team. Uh, t- it's a tough matchup there, but um, they, they've got their ter- uh, conference tournament this week. Uh, Bennington. Uh, beat beat Norris. I was at that game uh, on Friday. Just seniors against so- freshmen and sophomores is all that was. Um, ben- Norris, they, they pulled off an impressive win uh, last week. Uh, but uh, with Chris Garner Jr., 20 and 13, I believe, in that game, just couldn't, couldn't get enough help for him uh, against Bennington. And then Bennington lost to Concordia. Yeah, uh, C1 Concordia. But yeah. Concordia's, man, I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I do. They're thirteen and one. So <laughs> and I know people. And I know people. Calling. Yeah, and I know people sometimes look at their schedule. But I feel like we said that last year, and they just keep. Uh, that's a that's a good that's a good basketball team. Yep. Sixty fifty for Concordia in that one. It was one point game uh, heading into the fourth, and then Concordia put up twenty five uh, in the fourth quarter to win that. And only, um, I think there's only three or four losses in the top among the top four in C one. Uh, yeah, if you right. Uh, so. Uh, number one is Ogallala at 16-0. Undefeated. Wahoo is uh, one loss. Up to two at 13-1. Ashton Greenwood at three one at 13-1. Concordia four at 13-1. Pierce suffered their second loss uh, last week. There it uh, is. 51-35 uh, against uh, C2 Norfolk Catholic. And then uh, Central City at six, 14-1. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Again, we talked about how good C1 was last year and with so many guys graduating, we were wondering – uh, probably going to fall off, but it's looking like, once again, it's really strong at, at, at the top in, in C1. So how many years in a row would this be where C1 is probably the most competitive? Uh, I feel like we say that a lot. Yeah. I, I don't. Remember, <laughs> and this is yeah. without talking about Auburn this year. Yeah. Who's <laughs> solid. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. not what they have been, but they're still going to be a tough out on any given yeah. night. So, yeah, C, uh, C1 should be fun again. Um, Crete also uh, – Took their second loss. They went to Elkhorn last week. They're still at number four in B. Uh, beat Seward and then lost to Elkhorn. Uh, and 
That was Elkhorn getting out to a lead early and then holding on 36-25 after three. An Elkhorn team that is as up and down as any team in Class B. It's all about their offense, though. Yeah, can exactly they get? Right. Can they get? Are they going to break the 45-point mark? <laughs> I think it's kind of the thing. 48-41 was the final in that uh. one. So uh, Elkhorn climbed to number seven uh, at nine and seven. York, uh, that's who North beat 48-50. Uh, and then they bounced back to, to, to beat Fairbury, but then they lost to North Platte. So they're sitting there at 9-4. and four. Roncalli, 10-5, is at 6. Um, uh, Sasu City climbed in number 8 after their runner-up finish in River Cities. Uh, Manny Paul is having a great year for yeah. them. Uh, and he then, comes up every week now. <laughs> Waverly at 9, Mount Michael at 10, despite, uh, again, you got 8-5, and 9-6, and 8-6, and 9-7, and 10-5, and the bottom half uh, of Class B. So... Not, not quite the, uh, the top Shake them up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's all kinds of uh, bouncing around there. So, um, yeah, it's where we're at. Uh, wanted to shout out O'Neill uh, this week. Uh, Drew Morrow, 34 points, 13 of 18 from the field, 8 of 12 from three, which is their school record. Next game, Landon Klassen, 32 points, 11 of 14 from three. Every eight of, or 11 week of 14 he comes up now. <laughs> eight of nine from three. See, how many – I can't think uh, – that's got to be pretty rare where you have one school have two kids hit eight threes in a game in the same week. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, so, that's a great uh, week for Johnny Pules from Lincoln Lutheran. One, one hitting points. eight. Yeah. Two yeah. – <laughs> It would be amazing. Yeah. 47 <laughs> points and uh, and uh, nine rebounds, five steals. I combined between his two games for Johnny Pules, for Lincoln Lutheran, and Gavin Nash from Deschler Senior. 32 points, 10 rebounds, uh, and a steal and a win against Harvard. So some of the shout-outs this week. Yeah, well, that's complete. It's comprehensive. It's a ton of fun because we like doing it because we love high school. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. Nebraska Preps postgame. We'll be back next week. Don't miss us. A Heard at Sports Network production.